everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. How are my friends doing? That's you guys. Um, I wish you could respond to me right now, but I'll just settle for me asking you. And then you can give me a response later via email or on Instagram. And I will do my best to read it and respond. You know, I will. I will. Just sometimes it will take longer. Um, I uh, wanted to say I have some shows coming up. If you haven't got your tickets yet, if it's near your area, I'm doing stand-up in Portland, Oregon this Friday, uh, January 26th at the Curious Comedy Theater. You can get your tickets at curiouscomedy.org. It's Curious Comedy Theater in Portland, Oregon. And um, gosh, after that, if you are in Los Angeles, I will be back in L.A., uh, Monday, January 29th, uh, at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. I will be at the Comedy Store on February 18th. I will be at, uh, in Austin, Texas at a charity event on March 10th. And I have the links to that show on my website, which is at rachelobriancomedy.com. And I have another very, very exciting announcement Stassi Schroeder and I, if you don't know, but I'm sure you do, uh, she has a podcast called Straight Up with Stassi. We are starting a live podcast tour. We are working out the dates now, but our first one, I believe, will be at the Hollywood Improv in uh, Los Angeles. And then after that, we're thinking like a block of like an East Coast tour. But uh, we'll, I'm like, like, I'll let you know soon. Uh, okay, I have a really, really, really cool guest today. I had never met her before. Um, uh, she was brought to me. Uh, th- this was set up by my podcast company. And I just knew I was going to like her. And I wasn't totally sure why. But now I know I'm obsessed with her. She's going to have to like, I don't know, deflect my creepy text or something. Because we just vibed really well. And you're going to see why on this podcast she's... Uh, also uh, a, com- a comedian, a uh, comedic performer. She, You've seen her on The Tonight Show. Uh, you've seen her, I mean, she was a news anchor in Alaska. She's got just a really cool career. She lived in Alaska and then moved to New York, which must be crazy. So you guys are going to love her. Without further ado, the lovely Lauren Reeves. Hi, I, this feels like a, a weird date or something, like a Is, blind date they set us up on. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, both of you, just do it, do it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Have you have you done other podcasts where it's been like that for you before? Not really. I feel like I'm kind of somebody's choice where like their main guest dropped out and they're like, hey, can you come here and be on real quick? That's 100% not <laughs> why you were mine. I actually knew. So John uh, my network contact, he had, he had sent me like a list of people that he wanted me to have on. And, and, and I had chosen, this is like four, three or four months ago. I had decided like, Oh, I resonate with her. I resonate with her. Like, or, or I think it was mostly all girls. Maybe mm-hmm. there was a dude. I don't know. And, and you and Gina Gad, uh, who's now on, uh, uh, Adam Carolla. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was actually just, uh, was the judge at the story worthy show. I just did. They, there was a certain, there were people I just resonated with and I knew I was going to like you. Yeah. So yeah. I know I, I am really happy that this worked out cause you're cool and Thank you. <laughs> you never know what you're like walking into in this town. Yeah. Um, so true. Right. Have you ever had like a weird experience where you go meet up with somebody that you think is totally cool and then you're like, Oh, you're a psycho. Yeah. You're like, I wasted my time. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And now I hate myself. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, okay. So you are a 
we we've been talking off off the air before, but you so you you're a improviser, comedian. Explain, mm-hmm. just explain some of the yeah. I feel like I've had a hundred careers at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 75. <laughs> no, I'm not not she that old. Like she's 12. I don't know what she's talking about. We'll I'm gonna say, say maximum. Tw- I was just gonna say yeah, like maximum 26. <laughs> I was gonna go one year older, but fine. Yeah. Okay, that works. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I started um, as a journalist, mm-hmm. and I did that for like three years in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And I decided it was too serious for me. I didn't want to do that anymore. And plus I was young. I was like 18, 19, 20 years old. Uh And so when I was 20, right before I turned 21, I bought a one-way ticket to New York City. Uh And there I got into comedy and acting and hosting. And I hosted a show on Hulu for a long time uh, called Chic TV. It's not on there anymore. Um, And I did a lot of comedy stuff. I was on the late night scene for a long time. So how did that work? So were you doing uh, stand up on the late night scene? Because I remember reading mm-hmm. about this too. But were you writing? What were you? No, I was actually, uh, I had a recurring role on Fallon. So I was playing the NBC page every oh, day, cool. kind of like his sidekick. Uh-huh. Uh, when late night first started, when he first got late night, now he does a tonight show. Um, so this was years ago when they were kind of figuring out like what they wanted the format of the show to be, if they wanted mm-hmm. him to have a, a sidekick or not. And it was super fun. And, um, you know, I did a lot of sketches on Letterman. And I uh-huh. think a lot of that was like, I lived close to Letterman Studios. And the casting people would call me in the morning and they'd be like, hey, can you uh, can you be here in like 20 minutes? And I was like, I could be there in 18. You're like, I will do anything because <laughs> yeah. I want my career to work oh, out. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And so I was uh, the Hooters girl on Letterman, uh, which was a character and I don't even by I, the way she's so pretty so when you guys oh thank you but I you, don't have the I don't have boobs which is funny well, that I, I can was see the, you wearing a striped shirt I know but they really had to you know shove stuff in my bra when mm-hmm. I was on Letterman um I looked like a different I looked hot I looked like I had big boobs and um <laughs> now I know how that feels <laughs> so I can die happy but yeah, you I look did. hot now. I understand I'm wearing Thank a hooded you. sweatshirt, but uh, I can guarantee you I'm <laughs> slightly more attractive than what I look like now. Um, also, is that like a family business on your on your sweatshirt? Yeah, shirt? my dad owns a logging company called O'Brien Timberfalling. Oh, really? And I and oh, I rep so it hardcore. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, my parents have a, a gold company, and sometimes I wear their. Uh, so we're this much alike shirts you're from a blue collar like but probably a fairly successful family yeah yeah uh gold miners yeah which is like you know we're from the north yeah she's from alaska i'm from uh the northern most point of oregon (laughs) we're from the pacific northwest basically yeah we don't have normal family careers yeah no no No. like it's normal you're like yeah my dad does timber you know or, or you know you work on a mine uh, whatever it is, they're out yeah, on a boat. We're working man's stock. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always say. I'm like, I can't help that my hands are burly, mm-hmm. even though I don't necessarily do anything with them, but I look like I have working man's hands. Do you feel like you could survive the apocalypse or do something that people would just, it would blow your friends away in LA? Yes. Yeah, me too. I feel like like I could hunt and fish and, and probably skin an animal. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> Not that I've done it, but I think I'm, I think I'm scrappy as fuck. Like, oh, I yeah. think I, I think I'd figure it out from growing up in that. Have you ever hunted or, oh, I've, mm-hmm. I've fished. I've never, uh, did I hunt once? No, I just shot. I, I have a good aim though. I shot, I was good. <laughs> at, good my dad know. used to put like a Pepsi can on a, like a, 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 like a stump, like a stump of a tree. And I think when I was like 10, I was able to hit the can <laughs> with the gun. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up hunting, fishing. I still try to fish every time I go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I feel like I have all these skills that nobody in LA knows I have. It's, which it's is crazy. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, and I hate, I hope that people don't think that we're like being like, oh, we want to like kill animals. It's actually a very sustainable mm-hmm. way. To, it's a be- yeah. it's almost a better way because it's not like, it's not um, like hurting a bunch of cattle and then right. like, treating them like shit. It's chickens like chickens, some sort of yeah. hormones and then chopping their heads off. We're not doing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> we're just uh, going out in the wilderness and sitting around waiting for a moose to yeah. walk by. <laughs> we're like mountain men. Yeah. Um, that being said, I wouldn't hunt today. Yeah. I, I, it I grosses think, me out. Like yeah, when I, I don't see, think I could either. Um, people that I went to high school with, they're posting on Facebook every hunting season, like their kills. And it's and terrifying looking. It's awful. I've unfriended almost everyone because I don't want to see that shit. Do you know what's weird is I used to like probably think that was cool when I was in high school. I was like, mm-hmm. look at this cool dude that I probably like that's on the football <laughs> team that also hunts and like posts bloody animals. And now I'm like, oh my God, when I see it, I'm like, oh, that is it's horrible. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like I just totally took that. Into, no, no. Um, I, li- I like it. Wait. So then, okay. So you went from Alaska to, to New, New York. York. Yeah. So I was there for 10 years. Uh-huh. Um, decided I was. And your goal was to be like an actress or. I don't know. I didn't really. I just went there. I was like, I, I just want to get out of Alaska. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I it's I cold it. and dark and everyone's committing suicide. So I need to go away. <laughs> so wow, we're from the same type of area. <laughs> Bit of a yeah. drug problem there, too. Oh, yeah. We love our drugs up yep. there. Uh, drinking. You yep. know, when the sun doesn't come up for nine months, it's what else are you going to do? Yep. When it rains, uh, you know, every single day. Yeah. I get it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I got the fuck out of there and lived in New York for 10 mm-hmm. years. By the way, and her and I both don't do drugs. We're talking about like the yeah, towns we're from. The t- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I actually don't really do drugs. Like I did mushrooms when I first got to LA mm-hmm. and I want to microdose on mushrooms like every day of my life. What does that mean when people do that? I've been hearing about that. Oh God, I have so- never done it, but microdosing is like just taking a little bit. Now, but what would taking a little bit of mushrooms do? I think it would make everything look like a cartoon. See, I'm comfortable microdosing alcohol, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm a candidate for mushrooms. I think I'd be the type of person that would be rocking themselves in the corner like a psycho. Oh, you've never done them? I've never done. I've actually barely done drugs at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just because I'm too afraid that I'm just not it's not going to go well. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's the big worry that I don't really do drugs. Um, like, I don't think weed is really a drug, right? No. Not anymore. No, it's, it's legal. Not, no, can, it's, yeah, it's, it's legalized. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't even smoke weed that often. Like, I'll have yeah. an edible here and there. Um, but yeah, the, I guess the, the hardest thing I've ever done is mushrooms one time yeah. when I first moved here and like my I, friends were doing it. It was Hermosa good. Beach. Should I get into oh, it? Oh my God. It was amazing. I felt like I was in a Dr. Seuss book. And I walked around Hermosa Beach by myself, which probably isn't smart because I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself when I'm sober. So I, don't, I was just walking around. Yeah, not wise. I don't trust myself either. Yeah. And I was looking at the trees and I just, I was like, oh my God, every tree has a face. They're so friendly. And I was taking all these pictures of trees. I mean, I took, my phone had hundreds of pictures <laughs> of trees on it the next day and I couldn't see the faces, but at the time I could, and I Someone just, Someone looks at your phone. They're like, are you a tree uh, photographer? Yeah. No, what's happening? What'd you do? Oh yeah. It was insane. And then I started 
texting pictures of trees, you know, to all my friends, no explanation or anything. I was just like, like wow, oh, this person, who wants this picture of this tree? So I just start texting. And then I like FaceTimed my grandma and my parents. I was like, what am I doing? I was like, you'll never guess I am on mushrooms. This is the best thing that's ever happened. And my dad was like, I'm watching a football game. That's nice. And hung up. I was just like, God, this is such a cool experience and no one really appreciates it except for me. It's so (laughs) funny. Oh my God. So my fitness philosophy has always been do something every day and not all of us can make it to the gym. It doesn't have to be a hardcore workout every time, but just get your body moving every day. And guess what? Daily Burn has saved my life because I actually don't have a gym membership. Daily Burn is a website. It's a fitness program you can stick with and get results that last. They're the world's leading provider of on-demand video workout programs you can do at home or anywhere with a connected device. I go on the road, do stand-up, and I'm in my hotel room using Daily Burn. It's fantastic. Daily Burn is a fitness program you can stick with and get the results that last. They take less time than the gym. They cost way less than the fancy exercise gadgets. And if you need a little extra motivation, they have an active online community where you can share your fitness journey and connect with Daily Burn trainers and members just like you. Guys, you got to get on this. So hit your 2018 fitness goals. Visit dailyburn.com slash be here today to start your free 60-day trial. That's dailyburn.com slash be here. dailyburn.com slash be here. The other thing that's been saving me right now on my with my busy schedule and my uh, goal to stay fit and healthy in 2018 are RX bars. I have been, I can never have time to go to the grocery store. I mean, sometimes I do, but often I just order food in and that takes too long to get here. It's not also super healthy. So I've just been like, when I'm starving, I go to my kitchen and I grab an RX bar. RX, and they're delicious. RX bars are Super delicious, and they are clean and healthy. You know exactly what's in them. Their core ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds with no BS. And they have they they have a bunch of different flavors. I really like the chocolate peanut butter one, or just the peanut butter one, or the coconut chocolate. There's a theme here. It's a lot of chocolate things that I liked, but they're not unhealthy. They're amazing for you. There's no added sugar. They're gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free, and there's no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or fillers. It's great for breakfast on the go, a snack at the office, pre- or post-workout. They're just easy and they're actually healthy and clean. And I have an offer for my listeners for 25% off your first order. Visit rxbar.com slash be here and enter promo code be here at checkout. That's rxbar.com slash be here and enter promo code be here at checkout. On, uh, on, a, on a very similar type of note, um, my friend Stassi and I, who I was just podcasting with earlier, we have this thing and our other friend Jackie Schimmel is a podcast. We have this thing where we like to airdrop people weird photos like when you're in public and you mm-hmm. see somebody's airdrop is yep. on i love we that. just recently airdropped a bloody clown to someone oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've done it many times before but it, the person's like like let's say we're in a restaurant and we can we can sense who maybe opened their phone but we can't guarantee like who who did it it literally just like a week ago happened to us where we airdropped it to someone and the guy was right next to us and we were like and he literally looked at the bloody clown, put his phone down, and then went about his date as if 
as <laughs> if nothing happened. He didn't even tell her like, no, uh, this is weird. But somebody just accidentally sent me this, which is like, what is that? What kind of shit is that guy into that? He yeah, that, that's, that that's normal, not that it was so weird. But we were his, we were like, we couldn't contain ourselves. We were Did like, you have how to leave? I would have to leave. We, <laughs> thank God it was like an indoor outdoor restaurant and we were on the outside. He was on the inside and there was just a piece of glass between us. So he couldn't hear us like freaking oh, out. That's so funny. Yeah, it was horrible. That's such a side. How note. did you decide on a bloody clown? Well, she loves murder and, and Donald stuff. Trump. So, yeah, you know, we just combine the two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, well, she'd also simultaneously, um, when we first started doing this, saved her name and her phone to um, Satan, I think, or something, <laughs> or like the devil, or it was like the your worst nightmare, or the devil, something weird. Yeah. So then when it shows up in this person's phone, it doesn't say anyone's name. It doesn't say iPhone. It just says your worst nightmare or the devil. Oh I forget. And then something weird pops up. It's so entertaining. I love that. I can't tell you how much joy it brings. Yeah. I feel happy for you yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, we're going to talk because that's good. That will relate to the podcast you're mm-hmm. starting. But I want to go back to your, um, your, your the beginnings of your career. Oh, yeah. If we ever get to, okay, so then blah, 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 Alaska, New York, comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I moved to LA. I, I started getting into writing jokes mm-hmm. and um, I was like, this is fun. Oh, this is so much better than having to like watch what I eat and be on camera all the time. So uh, I just started writing jokes and then I started getting jobs and um I write award shows. I wrote the Village Voice Pride Awards this summer, which was like their first one. And Alan Cumming hosted it, which was really cool. I write the Clio Awards, which is like the big advertising award show. Cool. Um, Cecily Strong just hosted it a few months ago. And Amy Sedaris before her. So it's. I feel like I'm writing for a lot of people that I really love mm-hmm. and admire. So it's That's been... Insane. yeah. And so it just sort of all snowballed into like, it's like one thing led to another... Yeah, yeah. And they keep hiring me back. So I think they like me. And uh, I worked at Comedy Central's At Midnight mm-hmm. um, until we were canceled in August. It's weird. They never invited me on the show to be a comedian. I don't know. Oh, really? I'm not oh, sensitive Bart, about it or that's anything. Bart's fault. I'll yeah. have to talk to him. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Um. <laughs> well, there's going to be another At Midnight maybe one day. I'm sure. Uh, so I did that and then, uh, I've been doing punch ups, which is like my favorite thing, mm-hmm. I think where, so explain what that is. I mean, I know so, it is, but yeah, I'm- so I have, um, actually the show that I just worked on, um, on TBS, it's called the detour. Uh-huh. Uh, it, I just did the third season and I did punch ups on it and punch ups is when they already wrote the show, but uh-huh. then they bring in comedy writers and joke writers to make it f- like even funnier if yeah. they can and look for places to just insert different jokes and uh, bring different jokes back. Yeah. And it's super fun. You just literally shout jokes at a screen as it's on like a projector on the wall and you're like this, this, this. And what? somebody's I typing. I know exactly what it was. Oh, that yeah. sounds like so much fun. Well, I, every, I think everything is kind of different how they do it, but it yeah. was so fun and he's just sitting there at the computer typing like everyone's jokes in and then they get to pick like which jokes they want to pick for the whole episode. Do you get um, competitive with that when other people are? It's hard. Is it, it, like how many, how many other comics are do, like, there shouting was, out stuff? So it was me, Stephanie. Uh, there was probably like five people. Uh-huh. So it's not huge. You're not like in a classroom. Yeah, but are you guys pool, like talking over it? Like yeah, blowing it up? Yeah. 
pretty much. Oh, that sounds like so much fun, though. It is so fun. I just want to do that. I want to do that on shows and movies Mm -hmm. and then just do that for to make money and then live my life and do other things that maybe don't pay and just have fun. Yeah, you you kind of have the same goal as me because... (laughs) But I also think people that like... So like my dream career would be to be, I don't know, someone like a... Adam Sandler, David Spitz, like where mm-hmm. they're friend or and and like uh, Nick Schwartz and where they're friends, and they film movies and TV shows together and stuff. And then they must just be on set. I know there's a script, but they yeah. must get to improv and just have a blast. Like, and oh, then yeah. it becomes a show or a well, movie, and then they yeah get paid for it. It's, it's funny. You should have my friend Paul on the show. Paul Sato. He writes for Sandler. He uh-huh. like writes all those movies. Really? But yeah. They're they're I like in. I just saw him on Friday and he's like, oh yeah, I'm, we're doing shows in like Seattle and Portland this week. Yeah. Uh, and so it's all those guys like yeah. Spade and Sandler. And Wait, is he in Portland this week? Cause I'm mm-hmm. in Portland on Friday. They're in, well, they're in Portland on Tuesday and I think oh. they're doing Seattle today and then Portland and then some other oh, places. Okay. But um, you should definitely have him on because yeah. he can explain like how that works, like how those guys go through a movie, you know, yeah. like where they get their oh, jobs. Yeah. I'm so and, curious. Yeah. But they're all friends. I mean, that's kind of the perfect life. Yeah. You have your friends working on a movie mm-hmm. together. You already get along with them and you're all just making dough and, yeah. you know, getting time on TV. <laughs> like, what's better ever. than that? Yeah. I, mean, that's, I guess that's just how comedy is. It's like, well, comedy is like a very uh, a thing where you bring each other up. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a group effort. If, if well unless you're a shitty person but it for the most part it's a group effort like you start off opening for people uh you you i'm gonna explain this to my listeners you yeah you open then maybe you could then feature then you get to headline and then you bring other people up it's it's a very i mean i guess the whole probably world is like that all business world but yeah yeah but comedy is more important than oh yeah all of oh, the other oh yeah yeah it's the most important yeah i mean i i <laughs> Like, I, I think all, all I want to do is talk about myself and talk about comedy. It's the yeah. greatest thing ever. Oh, I know. Like, I honestly feel this way that TV and movies and entertainment is the most important thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure. There's doctors and stuff and, you know, like people saving people or teaching children. But yeah. I'm like, yeah, but entertainment is so <laughs> important. There's nothing We're better. Such than dicks. <laughs> <laughs> like it's hard to talk to a person that's not in entertainment yeah, and you're like, like you just don't like, understand oh god you saved a child yeah but guess what i told a joke last night and so it's <laughs> yeah. it's very similar i need you to know how hard that was it for was me hard. to yeah. get on stage like can that. you do that yeah anyone can teach a child the abcs yeah <laughs> you know? yeah look at you yeah what are you what kind of shit are you pulling here <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, no, we realize we're assholes, yeah. but um, <laughs> I mean, there's a little truth to it. But when <laughs> you reach an eye, I am going to stop myself before someone hates me. <laughs> well, I'm sure the people that listen uh, are fans of you, right? Mm-hmm. And fans of comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope and that they're fans of me, but who knows? Sometimes people like, hate, hate me. Sometimes people hate me. I don't you. know. Do you have anyone that you're like, oh, this person hates me and they try to get a hold of you all the time or do something weird on online. Yes. Yeah. Occasionally, but it's, it's, I don't have a big enough following for it to be like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like friends of mine who like are on the reality show, like I think it's just a numbers game too. Sometimes where it's like, if you have a million followers, yeah, the percentage of people hating on you mm-hmm. are going to seem higher. <laughs> so for me, per capita. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like, yeah, I have like one or two minos, uh, <laughs> but 
they're aggressively mean when they're mean. Yeah. But sometimes I don't even notice it. Like my mom has to tell me like there's this girl who will write mean shit on my like comment on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I can't tell if she's like being serious or joking or I'm just not paying attention. I'm like, and I've like liked the comment before. And my mom's like, Rachel, she's being mean. You know, I was like, ah, I didn't notice. I wasn't totally sure. It's it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. 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 Or you don't want to be like accusing them of being mean. And then you're like, oh, maybe uh, they're just quoting me from something I I wrote or said. Yeah. Sometimes Uh. I just write back like, sounds like you need a hug. Yeah. Because I just feel like that's... It's very passive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you have people that are mean to you? Um, you know, I had a guy... You have I, a very funny Twitter. I haven't looked at oh, your Instagram, you. but your Twitter, well, I, I wonder if you spark yeah. controversy. I, not really. Not on... I mean, actually, I like Twitter because now it has the filters, so you don't see when people are writing mean things wait, to you. Wait, what's the filter? What do you mean? Yeah. If, I don't know if you've noticed, but like people stopped saying mean things like a few months ago. <laughs> But it's just like oh, you can't see it. Oh, and then it's like you can it. then see blocked content or like you, there's a yeah. button you can click. Yeah, you can click on the button. Oh, and well, so I'm I don't a do masochist, that. so I yeah. probably oh, click no. on it. I'm like, no, oh, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do okay. that. Um, and so if you don't click on it, it's like it's not there. But I have Smart. a lot of people that are like pro-Trump that probably reply to my stuff yeah. on Twitter. But on, on Instagram, I it's been private for more than a year now. And... Um, I feel like I have... Why do you have it private? What's the reason? Um, there's a couple of reasons, but just because I'm afraid of like stalkers and yeah. people seeing, you know, what I'm doing, where I live, see, mm-hmm. just knowing too much. Like I'm not a big fan of sharing every single thing that you do. Like mm-hmm. some people just post where it's nonstop and you're just like, oh my God, no, not everyone gives a shit yeah. <laughs> about totally. like, everything. Yeah. Um, and so I've really just kind of been like, I don't want, I'm afraid of people on the internet. I, I don't want people knowing too much. I'm very protective of my privacy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just don't want any weirdos. Like as a single, you probably know, like as a yeah. single well, as a girl, it's woman yeah. living in a big city, yeah. you just never know like if it's somebody outside my bedroom right yeah. now because they figured out they like somehow triangulated where I live. Why are you trying to <laughs> freak me out, Lauren? This is You know, you I should think about these things. About. <laughs> <laughs> do you sleep with like a knife next to your bed or anything or a gun? Uh, we're going to pause this real quick and I'm just going to show something to her and actually okay. hold on one second. All right. Sorry. We just paused for a second because knife break. Yeah. For a knife break because she pinpointed it so exactly that I just had to uh, bring her to my bedroom so she could see the frankly dull knife under my bed. Yeah. You need a sharper knife. I think it has rust on it too. Like what am I going to yeah, do with that? I th- I'm pretty sure it's a bread knife. The shape is specifically a bread knife. You're right. Like I'm not a chef, but I feel like that's the kind of knife my mom uses to cut bread. <laughs> like maybe get a steak knife. Oh, is that right? So I need a sharper point on the end. Yeah, yeah. And <gasps> yours See, has like ridges on it, but I think it's what's serrated. For, yeah, but it's for like. I think bread. serrated <laughs> makes more pain though. If I was, if someone was gonna come in, because yeah. serrated would rip up guts. But you more, need like no? a sharper serrated. Yeah, because it might like, not go in. There was a mm-hmm, dull edge to it. Mm-hmm. So it's very like, strange. I feel like they'll laugh. <laughs> like that's cute (laughs) so what's strange is uh lauren knows a lot about this stuff because she's about ready to start a true crime podcast so i want to know how so you know a lot of uh facts about how to how to not get killed or or not to get killed i mean that's the optimistic yeah i mean hey we've made it this far right we're like 
experts at not getting killed. We're doing all right. <laughs> so wait, okay. So you're gonna you're you're starting a podcast soon. It's a true crime podcast. Yes. So as I said, I, you know, I grew up in Alaska, and Alaska is um, not to outdo Oregon, but we do in this area. <laughs> we have the most serial killers and the most homicides and the highest suicide rate. We have it's, we're a really? triple threat. Yeah, yeah, we have it all. But like in the country or in yeah. the world? Or no, what? in the country, out of all the states. And holy shit. Yeah. And I totally understand why. I mean, Alaska, if you look at it, it's huge. It's two and a half times bigger than Texas, right? Uh Um, So there's so many places to hide a body. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look as big on a map. Are we talking about like the islandy things that are spewing off or what? Everything. All of it. I mean, you're talking about like the Aleutian chain, which goes all the way. Those are tiny little dots. But if you look at Alaska, I don't even know how many millions, millions and millions of acres, right? Uh Like, uh, that's Alaska. I don't know how big Texas is, but Texas is pretty big. Visually, right? it looks bigger on a map, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but they also put Alaska down next to Mexico, so you really need to see. Yeah, like on a I don't know on a flat map. Okay, <laughs> like, got it. <laughs> um, so it's huge. It's gigantic. Yeah, okay. and it's filled with lakes and mountains and areas that no human has ever even gone before. Uh-huh. Um, so I can see how it's so appealing to somebody who wants to put a body there. You're not, the odds of you getting caught are so slim They're awesome. here. You can't walk down, you know, La Cienega with a, a body in your oh, trunk where you're like, I'm yeah. just going to dump this in the fountain. Yeah. You know, you don't have the kind of freedom you do in Alaska. Yeah, we're not the Menendez brothers <laughs> just shooting up their or whatever they did in their parents' house. Oh, that's in poor taste, Rachel. Keep going. <laughs> uh, in Alaska, we have our own Menendez brothers. Yeah. But they haven't been caught yet. Wait, so there's that many serial yeah. So what? And here's the thing. People go to Alaska. Because of just the open It's space. so vast. It's, it's, and also, I feel like the, the laws up there... It's like the old West, uh-huh. you know, where a cop can pull you over for something and he sees you have a gun and he knows that you're probably like fucked out of your mind. And the cop's going to be like, I don't, it's not really worth it. Have a nice day. Cause the sir. cop's probably fucked out of his mind too. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe, <laughs> but it's, it's really, there's no laws. You can still get away with stuff up there. And do you think people move there mm-hmm. for that reason? Yeah. Like, I, so okay, you're not saying example, people are like shipping a body mm-hmm. on a flight to get there. They're not like, they didn't like murder someone in like <laughs> yeah. New Mexico and then fly to Alaska. They, you're no, saying they, yeah, you think serial did. killers move there for a specific reason? Well, I think that a lot of people get away from what they, they think somebody's after them in the okay. lower 48. Uh-huh. And for example, this guy, Rick, that I, I knew, he died recently. Rick uh, thought he killed a cop in Florida back in the day. Uh-huh. And so he went up to Alaska and he lived off the grid and he was a hundred percent certain he killed an undercover cop in Florida. And so he's been on the run his entire life. He didn't have a passport a driver's license. He didn't accept certain. He, that's what he, he thought he killed an undercover. Was cop. he on drugs? What's going I have on no here? idea. I don't, I don't know anything about the situation okay. that he was in. Um, all I know is that, and, and he ended up, he died, he had cancer, um, and he died a few months ago and he told my dad, he's like, uh, you know, Rick's, uh, Rick's not my real name. My dad's like, well, yeah, I know that you don't even have a last name. I knew Rick wasn't your first name. And it turns out this guy's name is John. He gave my dad his last name 
as well. My dad called up his friend in Florida who's a cop and he's like, hey, can you check your records and see if like a cop died back in this year and uh, and let me know if this guy named John something uh, was involved or if there's a warrant out for his arrest. And the guy's like, no, the guy's totally clear, nothing. And so this guy thought he was running his entire life and he spent what? off the grid in Alaska thinking that he had killed an undercover cop in Florida. Well, but, well, what? but he must have done something. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's Rick, you know. <laughs> it's Rick. It's Rick. Rick's always up to. He's Rick's up, always up to no good. Who knows what Rick's up to? But there's so many Ricks up there. Where you're like, what are you running from? Like every ever, bartender you the up jinx? there. Yeah, I love the Jinx. Yeah. Is it similar to that where it's like the guy? It's like they couldn't pinpoint mm-hmm. it, but and it's just like he then went. It, he dressed as a woman for a certain <laughs> point. It's like, what are you running from? But obviously, the yeah. Jinx, the guy did I mean, kill someone, Robert Durst. Robert Durst, yeah. yeah. I think the Jinx is a little bit more high end, like yeah, upper well, echelon. I was rich, yeah. <laughs> that was like Manhattan. You know, yeah. this is Alaska where it is, whatever the opposite of Manhattan yeah. is. I mean, these guys live in the middle of the woods. There's, I have so many stories, and a lot of them are from when I was a reporter. Uh-huh. And I covered, you know, these torsos. Like, women were getting killed. We what? had a serial killer on the loose in Anchorage. Nobody ever found out who it was. But every couple months, a woman's torso would wash up on the mudflats. And, like, a, a couple of kids would be out playing in the mudflats, and they'd see a body with no arms and no head just float onto shore. I'm in complete shock, and I can't handle it. Oh, I know. And, and it hasn't been solved. And that's why I feel like I need to have a podcast to talk about these stories. I, it's not like I want to go solve them. I feel like that would take yeah. most of my life. Um, but you never know. I mean, you never know what a podcast can do. But you're related to this stuff. Like, you you, you can speak oh, yeah. I freely it. on it because you know. Mm-hmm. So you were, a, like, a journalist when you were fairly young covering mm-hmm. this. And, like, explain that. Like, your parents were just like, hey, you're 18. Why don't you just go cover murders? <laughs> no, my parents didn't even. They, uh... You know, they were supportive, but it wasn't their idea to like go be a journalist. I had gotten fired from being a lifeguard. Like I was a lifeguard. I got fired because this kid was drowning and I was on the phone. He didn't drown. He didn't die. But (laughs) his mom, like (laughs) everything was fine. His mom jumped in to save him. She, you know, she saw me on the phone in the office and I was on the phone with my friend Allie and I told her, I was like, you can call me anytime Mm because her dad had just killed himself in the backyard. And she was like, I was like, you know, just call me whenever she called me at work. And um, so I'm on the phone talking to her, trying to like calm her down. And then Mm -hmm. this kid is drowning in the pool and his mom jumps in. It was this whole thing. So I got fired. Mm -hmm. And my parents were like, you can't just sit around now. Like you got fired. You've brought shame onto this entire family. (laughs) We we are members at the Alaska Club. How are we ever going to go show our faces there again? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it like a golf club? What is it's, it? No, it's just, it's like a gym, the one gym in yeah. Fairbanks. It's a big, you know, it has like but a Fairbanks basketball court. Fairbanks is a pretty big place, stuff. isn't it? No? It's like the second largest city, but give it's me, still 800,000 people. It's not that big. Okay. Yeah, it's Lauren, not big. Stop, stop trying to downplay it and say that you're a town. You know how many people were in my hometown? I'm going to guess like 30,000. So Astoria is where I grew up as like I went to like it's where I was born. That's where mm-hmm. I like went to my first part of like maybe up until like fourth grade. That's also where my parents <laughs> met and all that. Then we went over the bridge, not the Washington Bridge, the other one into Warrington, Oregon, uh, where I did high school and all that. Astoria at the time was 10,000. The place I went to high school. So let's say the place Warrington where I lived most of my life was 3,000. 
at the time. It may have grown now. Wow. It may be a bustling metropolis now for oh all I know. God. I haven't gone back in a while. You but haven't? No, because there's no reason to. I get that. Yeah, yeah. there's. it's so depressing mm-hmm. that it's... I mean, I love all my friends there. I mean, I'm going back to Portland to do stand-up on Friday, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Yes, please come to my show, Portland, Oregon. Yay! And like my town is great, and I and I I loved growing up there. I, I loved everything about it, but it's like, what am I gonna go back for? Yeah. It's it's. Listen, at the time, at least the only store we had was a Costco. Then the nearest mall was two hours away. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone well, that I went had... to high school with got into drugs. It was right. like, yeah, it's it's yeah. depressing as fuck. Oh, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah, at least you had a Costco. Yeah, see, and, yeah. I, and I loved samples, which mm-hmm. was great. That was a, that was a <laughs> that was an upside. And Costco also makes great hot dogs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, big fan of hot dogs, so yeah. I'm sure I'd love them. I uh, this is so sad. On July 4th this last year, mm-hmm. I wanted a hot dog, and I went to 7-Eleven and got a hot dog. Ooh, it was see, I might draw the line. So there. sad. Was it good or bad? It was bad, and also. I set it down for a couple hours because I like had to run out and do something. I came back and it was like on my kitchen counter. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish that. Good fucking for you. You've just built up your immunity the, so much because you should have a coli right now. Oh, I I, I should be dead. Yeah. You yeah. You dead. should not be eating hot dogs from 7-Eleven, especially on July 4th. Uh, you know, and also I was going to go. Also, but they could be turning them over quickly because more people are eating hot dogs on July 4th. I, th- you I might think be you're okay. supposed to like splurge that day and have like a real hot dog on a yeah. grill at a party. So and, <laughs> and then I went to um, like two or three parties and I just, I wasn't out like that long. I was maybe at each one for an hour, but I had like a hot dog at each one. And uh, that was it's a great move. It was a sad like a day platter. for me. It was not a good. I get it. I've had those. Yeah. I made an egg sandwich at 3 a.m. today. That was fun. Yeah. There, yeah. But I had eaten at like <laughs> 10 p.m. too. And then oh, I woke up and I was like, wait. I'm hungry again. <laughs> yeah. And then I went back to bed. And then I started drinking pretty early. So, you know, I get it. Yeah, I get it. You know, we live weird lives here in Los Angeles. Yeah, definitely. 7-Eleven hot dog, egg sandwich at 3 in the morning. <laughs> you know, we're delicious. just uh, living that glamorous Hollywood lifestyle. <laughs> well, I'm very <laughs> excited, by the way, for your podcast, because now I get the backstory on why you're starting a true crime. Like, that oh, is, yeah. it's not like you're just willy-nilly starting a true crime podcast. It's like you, you, no, you I, know this shit. I know it. And the thing is, I know... Alaska really well. I'm mm-hmm. still f- really good friends with a lot of troopers up yeah. there, um, journalists that I worked yeah. with. And, you know, it's easy to get in touch with victims, friends and families. Yeah. And uh, it's so... Ex- I do want to go back to mm-hmm. how you did start... Sorry to interrupt oh, yeah. you. As a journalist, when you were that young, so your parents were like, you failed us by letting the kid... <laughs> yeah, they go. were like... Because uh, I graduated high school early uh-huh. uh, with the, the intent to go to New York uh-huh. and go to the Fashion Institute of Technology. But that year, 9-11 happened. So my parents were like, no, no, no. You're not going to New York. Uh, and so I stayed in Alaska and was a lifeguard. And then I got fired and I didn't have school to go mm-hmm. to anymore because I graduated early and I didn't have a job to go to because I got fired. So I just went, I walked into a channel 11 and <laughs> basically I was like, um, here's my resume. And they're like, you can start, you're just going to work here for free. Yeah, please come do a three month unpaid internship. Wow. 
And so I. And how old were you? Like 18? I was 18. And so I go there on my first day of the internship. It was like Monday. I get there and their lead anchor was having a, a fit and she quit and walked out. And they were like, um, new girl, intern, can you read a teleprompter? What? And I was like, um, well, I can read. <laughs> so that's a plus. And they put me in the studio. I read the teleprompter. They're like, great. So uh, we'll hire you to be our new journalist. Uh-huh. And so suddenly I was working full time, getting paid uh, to do the news. Like I was a reporter and I anchored the news. That for, is such a cool story. Yeah. I have a question. What were you wearing the day that you got thrown <laughs> onto camera? Were you like an intern clothing? Because I know what that is. I've, yeah. I've done it before. You basically, you know were you dressed like I'm dressed like now? And then all of a sudden they threw you on camera? I mean, I was 18. I didn't know anything about clothes. You yeah. know, like I didn't give a shit about fashion yeah. or, or how to look on camera. <laughs> and I remember having to have my mom bring me clothes just to be like, uh, can you just get something collared? Do I have something with a collar on it? One yet. Was like, I ever a waiter? I don't professional know. Professional businesswoman. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just get something that I can wear on camera. And all of my stuff was like, you know, guests, uh, shirts. And Ooh, stuff I like that it. wasn't, yeah. you know, like that when you're in high <laughs> totally. school, you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kiss somebody wearing this. And, That's uh, so crazy. Yeah. So the is the moral of the story on that that like like you you've become successful because I I I consider you very successful that, that you just say yes to as much as possible <laughs> maybe yeah I mean I uh, I feel like I've always kind of been at the right place at the right time mm-hmm. especially for this where I mean I was devastated when I lost my life lifeguarding job I was mm-hmm. like oh, well there goes the next couple years of my life of security and yeah. getting a paycheck and uh, figuring out what I'm going to do. And this literally forced me into something that I might not have done. I was like, I'm just going to go to Channel 11, mm-hmm. see if they need an intern. And the timing worked out so well that I got a, a job out of it that lasted me for three years. Mm-hmm. And then I was I got all this on-camera experience. When I moved to New York, I went straight from the New York the Newark airport to an audition that I like Googled. (laughs) Yeah. And I show up, it's on the top floor of some like six floor walk up. Uh I have all my suitcases and I go to the top. I'm just a mess. And I walk into this room and there's 50 girls that look exactly like me. It's like, Oh, I just made the biggest mistake of my life. And I go into the room and it was, it was to host a show for VH1, like some, a pilot, called Indie Film News. And I go in there and the guy's like, one of the guys, he's like, you look so familiar. And I was like, that's impossible. I literally just got off the plane from Alaska Mm -hmm. to here. Like I'm supposed to be staying in a hostel tonight. And, uh, and he's like, wait, Alaska. I was like, yeah, I just moved here. He goes, wait, you did the news in Alaska. And I was like, yeah, he goes, I was there, uh, on, on vacation and I saw you just a few weeks ago he's like I was in in Wasilla or or Valdez or some like some little town and I turn on the news and I was like wow they actually have somebody do it like an attractive person doing the news so cool and so I booked the job and I got it and the next day I was yeah and I the next day I was interviewing Robert Altman who's one who is one of my favorite directors and I was just like damn this is easy this is so easy. I am going to be famous by like in two weeks. And of course I didn't like go anywhere, mm-hmm. but you know, I was just like, this is my, I feel like 
uh, my introduction to New York uh-huh. was insane. Yeah. But I did all these things. I just made all these moves where I wasn't afraid. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why you're so positive about the keeping going in this business. And I feel the same way. My, my experience is a little more like, I mean, I guess maybe I booked stuff early on, mm-hmm. but I feel like I've always been like a little awkward and like I couldn't catch my stride until I started doing stand up. Yeah. Cause like I hated, like I moved here just to be an actress and then, and then realized I hated waiting for people to say yes. I just wanted oh, yeah. to take it into my own hands. And I went to screenwriting school and like doing comedy. But I also spent a lot of time being like a model. I can't tell you how much I hated going into a room and like, let's say that it was like, oh, for this casting, you have to wear a swimsuit. And I would be like, no, I would get really spiteful <laughs> too. So the night before I would almost eat more before I was just like, we're like uh, the same person. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Fuck you. I'd like to talk. You're not going to let me talk. So you know what? I'm going to show who I am by just being. Yeah. Cause you're like, funnier than all, yeah. all of them. You go to an old Navy casting and you're like, well, I'd be great for this. You want yeah. funny women, but they yeah. cast but a they model. They don't pay yeah. attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it was it was torture for me for the longest time until I figured out I I, I caught my stride. But I didn't have I don't think I had a lot of lucky. I mean I booked a game show like as like a contestant when I first wait, wait, which, which one? It was called bid for prizes. Uh, <laughs> it was on like game money. show network or yeah, I feel like yeah, every, yeah, yeah. I needed money. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I won twelve hundred dollars in a trip to Hawaii. So, Did you take that trip? No, because oh. I was it was when I was dating someone, and then we and I was like, oh, we'll go on the trip together. And then we broke up, and then it expired, and I forgot. <gasps> it's okay. Uh, I bet they're like banking on that. They're like, yeah. Don't oh yeah, worry. they're hoping that couple's oh, yeah. gonna break up. Oh yeah, they're hoping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Oh, this industry is so weird. It's so weird. So what's so so what's your plan? What's the, what's the next steps for you? Um, you know, I have, okay, so we're in January still, Mm -hmm. so it's a new year and I had kind of a revelation recently, um, where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to fucking kill it this year and I am not going to be afraid and I'm just going to get out there and do whatever the fuck I want to do. And what I want to do is this true crime podcast because I listen to true crime podcasts all the time. Mm -hmm. I know them. I love them. And I also, uh, feel like my idea hasn't been done yet Mm -hmm. and that's why I want to do it I think it'd be really popular Mm -hmm. and I'm super like excited about it I'm excited for you too because I think I think there's so much content out there but if you really know like if it's it's not like you're just like sitting there being like oh I love murders like I'm just gonna do whatever it's like you're it's like something that's a part of you and there's Mm -hmm. a reason why I think that you're gonna be Awesome at it. Thank you. Wait, and I want to hear more about the, um, before we wrap up, um, talk about the tall glass band thing and the thing that's coming oh, out oh yeah so um starting when does wait when does this podcast come out it's probably, probably gonna be let's see what did i record so. no this week okay I, don't think so. I recorded one for last week yeah nope it'll be this week <laughs> uh that's really fast turnaround yeah so the todd glass uh comedy special is on netflix starting on tuesday which is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Today's Monday. But whenever this comes out, it'll, it'll already like be Thursday out. Thursday or Friday if I'm responsible enough. Okay. So yeah. most people have like a Netflix account. Yeah. Um, Todd Glass, Act Happy. You should watch it. He's super funny. I'm in his band. Um, but and explain I, what it is because I barely know what it is. I know he's a comedian. Yeah. So does he do stand-up then you're in a band mm-hmm. in the background? Yeah. So he, he has us on stage with him. And mm-hmm. we shot this uh, a year ago, more mm-hmm. than a year ago. And we were on stage with him the whole time. We shot a couple shows, you know, just to get different takes. And um, 
They put it together. They sold it to Netflix. Mm -hmm. And we're basically next to him on stage the whole time. And it's funny because I play a couple instruments, but the one that I play in his band is not one that I play. It's one that they're just like, this will be funny. It'll be funny to get a hot girl playing the triangle. <laughs> triangle. I mean, you know, I could play the saxophone. I could play the clarinet. Sure, might like, as well be the tambourine. Yeah. I mean, it was one That's or the awesome. other. Yeah. So I played the triangle. She actually showed me a video, a mm-hmm. quick clip of it. It's hilarious. She's just like a pretty girl sitting there. And then like, I know we're not trying to like downplay women being pretty in comedy, but it's funny because it, the juxtaposition of her just like oh. sitting there looking pretty. And then she just like dings. Ding. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, uh, you know, just feel free, even if it, if I'm Explore if you don't really space. like my joke or something, and you feel like I didn't get enough laugh, mm-hmm. just ding it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, at what point so, did you just you were just like willy really just, just dinging? There it? were a couple jokes where I was like, ding. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to see this. I oh, think it sounds so funny. It's so funny. And then so that comes out. That'll be out this week. Um, it's super funny. Todd is amazing, and it was really fun to shoot. Um, and even just the opening that we shot, like mm-hmm. Jeff Garland's in it, and I love him. Um, it, it's just great. the whole thing is great. And then um, what else? Oh, the the detour mm-hmm. on TBS comes out on Wednesday. So uh, the third season, it takes place in Alaska. Uh, so I used a lot of my Alaska <laughs> jokes. I even yeah. actually, uh, so they had a character playing Todd Palin. Uh-huh in the in the script yeah you know they already had it written yeah and it was like and then we see todd palin from the back on a hockey rink and it just says palin and you can you know it's todd and i go uh i'm friends with him do you want me to just text him and see if like he wants to play himself and they were like uh yeah Did he? yeah so awesome. so i text todd and i was like i don't know if you're interested but i'm working on the show and um and so I put him in touch with the producers and then a few weeks go by and he sends me a text. I was on my way to therapy and he was like, Hey, thank you so much for setting me up. I just got back from Calgary where we were shooting. Um, I love the crew and, and everyone on the show. Uh, thanks again for and he sent me like this really nice text. And, um, you know, I was like, well, I, I this is my Alaska thing. That's like, so cool. You know, no, see, <laughs> see, I, I, I'm going to sum it up by saying I, I, you are successful and you're going to be incredibly successful because you're smart and you're scrappy <laughs> and you're you, nice. We're like the same. Yeah, we're the same I, person. We're the same person. It's, that, yeah. it's that Pacific Northwest scrappiness. Yeah. It's, I think people understand, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. <laughs> well, tell everyone if they can find you on social media. Um, okay, like my private uh, Instagram account. <laughs> One day it's not going to be private, but I pretty much accept everyone. I Unless it looks suspicious, I'm not going to ex- accept you. Uh, Low Reeves, L-O Reeves. Like Keanu Reeves. Um, Don't bring then, up Keanu. I had a podcast oh, where no. I cold emailed him. It's embarrassing. Keep what? going. Oh, my God. I'll explain we'll have to after talk the about podcast. This. Okay. Uh, and then Twitter at Lauren Reeves. That's like the only place I got my full name. And I feel like if I didn't get my name, I probably wouldn't be on Twitter. Uh, and like two Lauren Reeves died this last year. So I feel like something's opening up on Instagram where I get Lauren Reeves. <laughs> Again, there's a silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> i'll say my socials real quick um i'm uh rachel n o'brien on uh, instagram and uh twitter it's uh, twitter it's r-a-c-h-a-e-l-n-o-b-r-i-e-n i love you guys you're awesome all right we'll talk later